Kino's point of view. After hearing that conversation, I was filled with questions and curiosity. I wanted to know the whole story, but at the same time, I was afraid to know the truth. Something kept nagging me. How did they know to come here? Who told them about the cafe? Things just didn't add up without more details, but I knew we wouldn't get them from Yejin or Yedin. After deciding to warn them the first thing in the morning, I just couldn't sleep. My mind was all over the place, trying to fit the pieces together, but seeing the bigger picture was impossible without all the pieces. I was finally able to sleep, but not for long. The alarm went off and we rushed over to the cafe. On the way over, I kept replaying the conversation over and over again. It seems harmless enough, but why do I feel so anxious? Is it jealousy? I wasn't able to pinpoint my discomfort, but I decided to keep my ears open in case I recognized the voice again while we worked. When I saw Yedin and Yejin arrive, they seemed to be in a good mood, and that made me feel like maybe we shouldn't say anything. No, but she deserves to know that someone is looking for her. I wanted to discuss it with the others first, but Hong Sook suddenly went into the kitchen. I rushed over to start explaining the situation to Yejin. Me. Nuna, there's something we gotta tell you. Yejin. What is it, Makne? Me. Yesterday, while we took a break at the restaurant, we overheard a group of people talking about you and Yejin, Nuna. They were American and... Yejin. Did you see their faces? Did they know you were listening? I shook my head. I could tell her mood had changed, but before we could continue, we heard Hongso call out for us. We entered the kitchen and saw Yejin panicking. I was about to run over to her, but Yejin told us to leave her alone. Was it really worth it to tell her? My heart ached to see her in such a state, but I kept arguing with myself about whether or not we had done the right thing. Either way, it's too late now. What's done is done. When she had finally calmed down, she told us to leave her and Yejin alone. I was headed outside for fresh air, but I noticed the others hanging back and decided to also eavesdrop. Maybe I'll get more clues. I crouched down by the door to listen in, but the things they said ended up creating more questions. What did they try to do to her? Who were those people waiting for her? Why would they try to hurt her? I was agonizing and yearning for answers, but I knew she wasn't in the right mood to answer these questions. We're still strangers. Would she even tell me? We eventually started working and everything was normal until I saw some weird guy looking through the window as I cleaned up a nearby table. He was wearing a hat and sunglasses, so it was difficult to distinguish his features. He was wearing black jeans and a black shirt. He ended up raising his hand to try and get a better look inside, and that's when I noticed the tattoo on his arm. I couldn't quite make it out as he lowered it quickly. I couldn't tell if he had noticed me staring because he walked over closer to the door and avoided looking in my direction. Suddenly, I heard the door chime and saw Yejin grab his arm forcefully and drag him around to the corner of the cafe's exterior. She looked like she was scolding him, and he seemed to be pleading with her as he put his hands together in front of him. Yejin was getting visibly frustrated, and the man looked about ready to kneel in front of her. I wish I could hear what they were saying. Yejin motioned for him to leave and turned to come back inside. The man stood there for a few seconds before taking off his hat and throwing it out of frustration. He turned to leave but looked over his shoulder one last time before rounding the corner. That must have been the ex. I was curious to see his face and know his side of the story. The way it was sounding, he wasn't faithful. I finished up and we ended the day without any other incidents. Yedin came out of the kitchen finally with desserts. Even after all this, she still thought of us. Why do you make me fall for you like this? She apologized to us, but we were still feeling worried and protective of her. I could tell Hongsook was feeling frustrated, but I wasn't sure if it was with her or himself. I understood how he felt, but I didn't feel like we were close enough to her to actually convince her to allow us to help her. Is it because she's worried about us, or does she not trust us? Hongsook managed to change the subject, which lightened the mood, actually. We tried figuring out her name, but that seemed to be a whole new puzzle that was proving difficult to solve. 
Why is her name so hard to guess? It's only four letters. But thankfully, Yejin saved us from a headache by inviting us to Yejin's birthday party celebration. Her birthday. It might be our last chance to see her. I have to make it count no matter what. I turned to look at her and saw her looking at us with a smile. After all this, you can still smile. That's right. Never lose that smile.